Welcome to Torah Smash, the podcast for nerdy Jews, where our lives of Jewish learning collide with our love of nerd culture. In each episode, we discuss what we lovingly call a Torah Smash, which we have defined as a beautiful collision of one thing from the world of Judaism with another from nerd culture. This is our one-year anniversary episode, where we have invited some of our guest hosts from our first year to join us as we smash Torah with a little nerdy game called Dungeons & Dragons. I am your Dungeon Master, RDY, and our players today are... I am Barack Malkin, and I am playing Jonah of Gath Heifer, famed rescuer of Nineveh, who gallantly endured the bellows of the greatest fish of the seven seas. And I am a lightfoot halfling druid. I'm Ethan. I am playing Joseph. He has a very nice coat. He is a wood half-elf fighter-slash-monk-slash-warlock. I'm Leah Berkowitz. I am playing Tamar, who is a paladin a changeling paladin fighter and Tamar is also a possible black widow and a mother of twins. I am Josh Fixler and I am playing Isaac. I am a high elf warlock. I am old and grizzled and I have to lean on my staff, which I call the staff of Moses. I'm Elisa Coppell. I'm playing Rahav, who is a half elf rogue assassin and um, I'm going to play it close to the cuff. I don't know whatever the phrase is. Close to the chest? Off the cuff? Whatever. I'm not going to give away too much. I'm playing a cuff to the chest. <laughs> I already hate this editing. <laughs> <laughs> For Barack's friend Jason, all of our player characters are from the Bible. And we have put short descriptions of the characters in today's show notes. So feel free to peruse. Without further ado, let us begin a one-shot of biblical proportions. The five of you find yourselves on a dock. You have just defeated the slave master Tutan-Ra. You have for years been on a quest for the Helping Friendly book. The five of you have been together for years and years. You have been questing together for a long, long time, since after the stories of your from the Bible have concluded. You are the kind of heroes that when you walk through a crowd, you hear your own names whispered by the people in the crowd. People know who you are. You are legends. And you have been on a quest for the Helping Friendly book. The Helping Friendly book is a special tome that you've learned about that will allow you to together save the world. You don't know exactly how, but you have come through this information through your questing and you have good solid information that Tutan Ra knows where the Helping Friendly book is. And Currently, you find yourselves on a dock. You have defeated all of Tutan-Ra's men. He is a slave master. How do you spell Tutan-Ra? Tet, tet, nun, sofit, resh, ayin. All right, I've been outmaneuvered. Um, (laughs) So you have just defeated all of Tutan-Ra's men. You have him at... Um, sword point or more to the point halberd point because Tamar 
uh, has him at her mercy as she holds her her halberd uh, to his neck. Tamar, describe yourself and tell us what you say. I'm Tamar. I have been through quite many adventures with these people. I am strong. I am powerful. I am the muscle of this operation. And I have a halberd that is made from the staff of my father-in-law, Judah, who left it with me when he um, thought he was uh, having some fun with a harlot. Um, But I used it later to identify him and then I kept it. And now it is my, my choice weapon. So I am now standing over Tuten Ra and yeah, I want to press him for information. And I don't think like actually somebody's going to have to stop me from actually chopping his head off because that won't get us any information. Should I chop his foot off? I would tell you nothing. While Tamar is inquiring, I sneakily roam through the the imprisoned men pickpocketing, seeing if I could find any information in their pockets. Oh, okay. Roll uh, investigation. Can I use my intimidation? <laughs> I got a you, one. You find, you do I get a find two. something. Jonah, Jonah, on that nat one, you find a little compass. And, and you are sure that that compass is pointing directly to the Helping Friendly book. Uh, Tamar, you said you'd like but to do... Dungeon oh. Master, I have a question. Can we assume that the Helping Friendly book is both helping and friendly and not an ironic name? You can assume whatever you want. Okay. why can you describe the dock? Is this like a loading dock? Is this like a dock by the sea? There are ships? It's the dock by the sea. There are ships in the water, several ships. It's like a, an industrial. It would be today referred to as an industrial sure. dock. Lots of ships, lots of movement, lots of people, but giving you clear breadth to, you know, beat up a bunch of people because people know who you are. While Tamar is um, questioning, I go back to the group and I discreetly hand this compass to Isaac and I say, I found this. Have you seen something like this in your travels? It looks like it's pointing to the helping book. Isaac, so, you now have yeah, this I compass. In your okay, I'm I'm holding the uh, the compass. I I am feeling it. My eyes are are pretty weak. I've been traveling for so long, but I am feeling it around. And um, can I? Uh, I was thinking about casting a detect magic spell to understand if this is a magic compass. Uh, first, do investigation. Just a regular investigation check. Investigation. Okay. For my investigation check, I got a nat one plus two. Yeah, you got a nat one. Um, you are pretty sure you agree with Jonah. This is pointing toward the helping friendly book. <laughs> this thing's great. Oh, yeah, what a useful thing to have found. I know. Um, can I, can I so just suggest that we all go follow the compass that is leading to the helping friendly book? Because that seems like a good idea. Well, so Joseph, uh, who at one point was sold into slavery, is very much not a fan of Tutanra and has felt very strongly about uh, freeing the slaves. So he approaches Tamar and Tutanra, and he's going to attempt to intimidate Tutanra. Now, Joseph is wearing this beautiful, beautiful coat that is, uh, it's shimmery. It, it Like when he, when he moves, even when he's standing still, it's almost like echoes at it. And if you were to stare at Joseph for too long, 
just directly, you start to get just a little bit dizzy, a little bit lightheaded. It would just mess with your eyes a little bit. So Joseph's going to walk up to, uh, to Tinra and that that's what Joseph looks like for my <laughs> friends here who are playing. So Joseph's going to attempt to intimidate, to just encourage Tutanra, gently encourage that it's in his best interest to listen to Tamar. What will you say? It's in your best interest to listen to Tamar. It is not in my best interest to listen to Tamar. Roll a persuasion, please. Ooh, okay. And this is an opposed roll, so I will also roll. And I have to beat an eight with Tutanra's charisma, which is which is a straight up no bonuses. I rolled a seven. Uh, nice. <laughs> you are very convincing. I don't know I want to tell you this, but <laughs> you can find it across the ocean on an island, on a mountain, in a sanctuary that houses only the Helping Friendly book. And he gestures vaguely in the direction that it should be. And he pushes his, your your halberd was up against his throat and he pushes his own neck against the halberd, ending his oh. own life. So he does not feel forced to give you any more information. Oh my. Is the compass pointing the same direction as the mountains? It is not. Guys, I think he was lying. I think he got distracted by Joseph's coat. I think we follow this compass. I found it in one of his men's pockets. It's got to be where it's, it, this is located. Isaac, back I, me up I here. agree with you. I, I mean, I, I can't, can't but agree. All right, let's go. Can I wipe off my halberd first? Um, please. So, so Joseph has a somewhat magical coat and has a little bit of experience with magical items. So Joseph approaches Isaac and also wants to investigate the compass and see if it uh, is actually magical. And this time he's actually going to like turn it upside down and look at it from different angles rather than just look at it and be like, oh yeah, no, this is definitely magical and pointing the right way. Uh, your choice, investigation, arcana. I'm going to roll arcana. Oh, thank God. Rolled an 18. Yeah. I'm very Jewish. <laughs> you, you are darn near positive that this is a compass, that it's pointing <laughs> north and and that's all it's doing. Is it a compass that works? Yes. Like it points north correctly. Mm-hmm. So Joseph, he l- flips the compass over, looks at it. He kind of like walks around in a circle just to make sure the compass is pointing north and just kind of raises one of his hands and goes, this is this is just a compass. Aha, I was testing you. Well, that's also what compasses do. They point north. Again, nobody's going to listen to the messenger. That's fine. We'll do whatever you want to do. Pardon I- me, but I do hear you discussing perhaps that you'll be going a sea. Uh, you turn towards the voice who who is behind you and you see a triton who is decked in sailor's garb carrying a uh, scimitar and a triton is a blue skinned seafaring kind of creature and uh, he's got an eye patch over one eye, uh, rings on his fingers and shiny black boots and a purple sash and a purple trimmed hat. Everything else on him is black with a little, a couple little pieces of white lace sticking out. And he goes and red fringe on the boots, red fringe on the boots. And he says, um, I do be Noah. I think I can be of service. How old are you? Can I ask Noah a question? Yeah. Noah, can you tell me how big that boat is? 
how big my boat is, the Ark. Yeah. My boat is 600 cubits long. It's plenty big for all of you. Joseph asks Noah (laughs) if he can point in the direction of north. Ah, of course. He he points directly north, exactly the same direction the compass is, is pointing. And the ocean, by the way, is to your east with land to your west. Joseph feels quite proud of himself in this moment. <laughs> he claps you. Noah claps you on the shoulder and he goes, that'd be a good boy. Uh, so if you would join me and my wife and our children, we will take you. We know where. Um, um yeah. Uh, where the, where the what is and how did you know what we were looking for? <laughs> we were, we were watching your battle. Impressed um, with your prowess. Got it. Do you have any animals on the ark? Just or do you have any other plans for this boat? But of course I do. We always are traveling with animals, two of each kind, plus plus a few others for eating and for sacrificing. Are we are we getting good vibes from Noah? Should we roll uh, RDY? Would I roll like a perception check to just be like, you know, what's my gut? I'm check? just going to tell you straight up, you're getting good vibes. Okay, great. Okay, yeah, so I, I walk um, past everybody. I say. Um, Thanks for the lift. And I walk along the plank and head onto the boat and I find some barrels and I just lay down to like rest my head back. All right. Joseph says thanks for the Uber. Because that's the wrong ship. It's onto the the yard. Really, Jonah, you need to get on the right ship. You should know that by now. Um, I I walk off the ship. Uh, I don't really look. I don't really look. We all get on the ark. We lead you to the ark. It is a huge boat. It has masts, but no sails. And it has no oars. There's no rudder, but it does have a gangplank and you get on board. I walk over to the plank and I go, this one? <laughs> that one. Right. I walk up and I do the same thing I did on the other one. Find a couple of barrels, lay down, put my head against it. Excellent. Here's the ship. Hey. So on the ship, Noah inter- introduces you to his to his wife Eshet, to his son Shem and Shem's wife Eshet, to his son Ham and Ham's wife Eshet, and to his son Yafet and Yafet's wife Eshet. Nice to meet you. He, and he, I ask a question about how we're going to delineate between the Eshets. Is there like an Eshet A, Eshet B thing? Oh, you'll get used to it. it. Just think of it as lady over there and lady over there. You Tamar can, wants uh, to know if any of them are looking for another Eshet. <laughs> oh, we do always be looking, are you offering? Uh, I mean, let's talk later. Oh, oh. <laughs> he has a little bit of a pep in his step as he as he uh, goes, goes up um, on board. Um, you also notice that as the ship starts to move, Noah never raised an anchor. It just started to move. And and the ship starts sailing eastward, and he goes, the island that Tutan Ra mentioned to you, it do be called Sinai, and we're going that way. So he steers the ship eastward, and you start a sailing. And you do notice the couples all carry the same weapons. Um, Shem and his wife carry double scimitars. Ham and his wife carry tridents. Yafet and his wife carry blunderbusses, and Noah carries a, a single scimitar. His wife carries nothing; she she has no weapons, but she does have a a, a six sided star that she plays with quite often. Uh, mm-hmm. That on on a chain around her neck. 
I would like to approach Mrs. Noah and, or Yessa, if you prefer, um, you know, for some girl talk to kind of chat her up. I'm so sad you didn't say Joan of Arc. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave these groans in. <laughs> Wait, while she go- goes over, can I just... um? Is it, would it be safe to say that even with the scent of the sea air, I can smell animals below deck? (laughs) I would say you are aware of the presence of animals below deck and way more than should fit on a boat this size. Yeah. So with that, I like sort of stirs me up from my lazily uh, lying back and I just go exploring uh, for open doors that'll lead me towards this discreet smell. Yeah, you can go. You can go down. You can go down below decks. Yeah, I just want to just hang with the animals. Sure. So Jonah is going down below decks, and the rest of you are, you know, you're you're given quarters. You you have two rooms to split among you as you so choose, and you're sailing for several days. And what happened to my chatting up, Mrs. Noah? Oh, go ahead. I approach Mrs. Noah to chat her up, see what's up, kind of get a. Get a sense of who she is and what she thinks of all this and what she thinks of her husband. Yes, dear. How how can I be of service to you? Uh, It's so nice to meet you. This really looks like an interesting life. And, you know, one woman to another. What's it like out here? It's beautiful. The sea air heals the soul. The calm of the ocean is pleasant to the mind and the body. And of course, all of the fish you can eat is good for the constitution. Mm. That, that's a really interesting necklace you have there. Can you tell me about it? She fingers it as as you mention it. Uh, she says, yes, this was a, a, a gift from the God we follow that has granted me certain abilities that, that we found can be helpful on the water. Huh. Can you tell me more about your God? Our Only God time is- I've ever said that sentence, by the way. <laughs> Our God is the one true God. God has many names, but there is only one. I also believe in one God. So we, um, we know who you are, Rahav. Oh, you know, okay. Stories of stories of your glory come long before you boarded our beautiful vessel. Gotcha. So I could say we're like co-religionists. Absolutely. Lovely, and that's so good to to you know be here together as amazing Jewish women. So how much of this? situation you're in was your idea and how much was Noah's idea? Oh, we let Noah make the decisions here. He's the captain. Have you consented (laughs) to that (laughs) overtly and in so many words? (laughs) As first mate, I do consent and, and, you know, we follow orders, but he, he's never harsh to us. He does like his wine, but, but he's never harsh. (laughs) Nice. First mate is doing some work there. (laughs) <laughs> now if you'll excuse me dear i've got some things to tend to below and sure. she opens a hatch and goes down um and you're all enjoying your time in the sea uh the noah noah tells you the journey will take um th- three to four days so so joseph was a little anxious at first but uh once he discovered there were no people in the cages and there was no slavery on the ship he calmed down and has been enjoying his time on the boat sorry Excellent. the ark um, and Noah does kind of bristle anytime anyone says boat. So, <laughs> That's amazing. 
So Isaac, Isaac is having just a miserable time. He gets seasick because he's never really been on the water before. Uh, every every time we go on an adventure over water, I'm just on the side of the boat, just leaning over the edge the whole time. Awesome. And Tamara's right next to him saying, man up. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. Good to know. So so every every time you eat, you'll make a constitution save. The <laughs> <laughs> On the evening of the second day, it gets really dark a little early. Storm clouds on the horizon, and and they move really quickly overhead. And it's it's windy, it's rainy. It doesn't seem to affect the course of the ship, but it definitely has darkened the atmosphere. It's not dark conditions, meaning those of you who do not have dark vision, you'll be fine. But it's cloudy, it's dim, it's foggy. And as... Wait, wait, I... Sorry. If I'm above deck, if anybody's around me, they sort of see me look up and look around at the clouds and I go, nope. And I head straight down. I head back underneath again. Awesome. Then you don't see the whale. (laughs) Oh, that would be a shame. (laughs) There's no port keys on the side of the boat? Uh, Mark? Wrong world. (laughs) Portholes. You're looking for the word portholes. There's there's no portholes. There are no the the there are no port keys in this campaign. Why don't I edit this out? Jesus. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's just it's dozing all over again. <laughs> are there any portholes on the side of the boat? Um, no, there's no glass on on the ship, so portholes would just be holes. Okay. <laughs> would I've sensed a whale coming? No. Is it the same no? whale? Yeah, okay. So I go down. Wow, you guys. Wait, um, can we rename can we rename you like Moby Dick? Because you're obsessed with that whale. <laughs> you want to rename him Ishmael? Uh that's a touchy subject for me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Classic rabbi joke. Okay. <laughs> so Jonah goes below deck and you all are, are still up above because the, all, all of the, all of Noah's family is still up above. And this whale just kind of starts swimming in parallel to the boat. And you see, at first you, you just kind of see the the shape of it. And then as it starts to come up out of the water, you notice figures on the whale who jump aboard the ark. And Noah go, Noah shouts, Kuotua, defend yourselves. And I would like everyone to please roll initiative. Do I hear his charge from below deck? You hear him say, Kuotua, defend yourselves. Yes. Okay. Nice. I rolled find initiative. 15. Oh, I got a 12. Nice. <laughs> Respectable. I got a 23. Wow, dude. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I rolled a 23 as well. So. Isaac, you are first in initiative. Okay. So I think I want to cast a spell to at the closest creature to me. Uh, an Eldritch Blast. You're going to Eldritch Blast this Kuotua. Yes. Okay. I, I rolled a 28. That hits. Uh, roll Roll the damage. Damage was nine. All right. And it, do you want to do any movement or do you have a bonus action? I, like I, I feel like well, my I've got good distance on my Eldritch Blast, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here for the moment. 
Okay. Plus, I don't want to leave the side of the boat. Understood. Okay, it's Joseph's turn. Okay, so Joseph is going to charge directly at the whatever you called it, Kuotoa. Kuotoa, uh, in an attempt to just just rush right at him. Uh, not fully a surprise, but like just try and like rush right at him so he can throw him over the side of the ship. Sorry, Ark. Ship is okay. Boat is not okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So you're gonna you're gonna charge him, and are you using an attack or are you just going to straight up charge him and run into him? I mean, what I'm attempting to do is not necessarily like beat him up with fists. I'm trying to just like shove him with enough force because I assuming they just boarded the Ark that shove him with enough force that he goes toppling over uh, into the water. So go ahead and roll your first attack. Roll to 28. Yeah, 28 hits. Okay. Um, So now the Kuotoa has to make a strength saving throw with a DC of 18. I rolled a 14. He is down and uh, pushed off the edge. We'll, we'll We'll say that works. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And you still have another attack and movement and bonus actions and all that fun stuff. What is the distance between me and the the thing that Isaac damaged? 25 feet. Great. So then I'd like to charge the other one and then also attempt to beat him with my fists. Okay. Roll an attack. Well, I rolled a natural one to hit, uh, but with my bonus, it was 11. Nat one is a miss. Yeah. Uh, you shove your shoulder into the Kuotoa and then just kind of like stun. You, you get a little stunned as you as you take a step. Yeah, back. there was as they jumped on, there was a little bit of water on the deck. And so the footing was not as solid as. Mm, yeah, because uh, it's too cloudy for the sun to be in your eyes. Um, yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Joseph's a fancy boy. <laughs> but the point the point is, Joseph, like with this coat of many colors with the shimmering after effect looked really cool when he missed definitely looked cool (laughs) and as noah sees you knock one off and try to knock the other one he goes that's the idea boy get him off the ship and uh the the kuo toa standing on the bowsprit way up on the front of the boat the stern as it were starts to wave his hands as a shimmering field surrounds the Uh, dungeon master did you say the front of the ship i said the stern okay is the front uh four is is the front of the ship four bow stern right aren't they all the same Mm -hmm. yes shrug I, I didn't think the first um actually would come about boat parts. <laughs> listen, listen, the same terminology is used on ships in Star Trek, which is how I know. <laughs> and there it is. How how long did it take? Okay. <laughs> We've gotten our first Star Trek reference. <laughs> the one that Joseph just bumped into and that Isaac hit with a hex blade has this kind of shimmery light around it that came from the one on the bow of the ship and it is jonah's turn cool so i've been exploring the underneath of this ship and i would say that i let's hope this works that i know the fastest route to the like large cat like lion type cages 
Is that far? Can I say that's far from me or not far from me? I'm going to say you are aware that those cages are locked. Man. All right. It's not safe. I get it, but come on. That would have been great. It would have been Um, great. All right. That's very creative. If only you knew someone who could turn themselves into a lion. If only. I'll play play the character as written. (laughs) You said um, desert, aquatic, and coastal animals. I don't think lion fell under that. But here's the thing. I guess I'm going to, can I say this though? You said, or anyone I've encountered, and I've been walking this ship and it has two of every animal, correct? This is correct. Yeah. Except for the, an extra to eat. An extra to eat. Is Jonah an animorph? And no. Druid, yeah. And no, no unicorns. Okay, great. So now because of this, however many days at sea we've been, and I've been walking through the cages, I have now experienced and learned and probably talked with many of these animals. So I have a wider array to choose from. Cool. Great. I'll Um, I'll, I'll accept that. All right. So let's do that. And these are water-based things on the, on top. They're humanoids with fish heads. Okay. Awesome. So I'm going to do this. I am going to change into the largest bear you will allow me. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's not going to be like D&D movie owlbear size, but no, no problem. No, no. Yeah, I figure. So uh, while underneath this vent, mm-hmm. I ch- I change into the largest bear you will. And if you let me know which that is, so I can look up what my attack possibilities will be. Cool. Uh, unless you want to, uh, uh, you could probably, let me, let me see. Here, you are the expert. What would be the best bear for me to change into? <laughs> <laughs> I think this I was mean, in an episode um, of The Office. Great. I'm going to go for... All right, I'll go for brown bear. Okay. So I change into a brown bear. Let me move under the deck forward to the middle grate. I have their movement. What's their movement? 40. 40. What's the farthest I can go? It is 40. Too far. 50 is too far. 50 feet. But what you could do is you could get there, you know, again. Wait for some movement to happen. We're going to pretend there's nothing in your way that you have to walk around underneath. And I've already changed. That's true. Let's do that. So you want to let me just get to that point and sort of roar from underneath? <laughs> sure. And that's... And that's I'll just true. let you, my team know, just outside. Uh, you probably know that's me, as the people that have been traveling with me and seen me change many times. That like, you probably can understand that that's me under deck and you're not frightened by... This. Ah, Jonah's doing the bear thing again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tamar. All right. This is the moment that I have been created for. Because I am right next to one of these creatures, and I have a very large weapon. So and this creature is like shimmering and glistening with some sort of magical thing. So do I not want to kill it? Just so you know. Just so you know. I think you want to kill it. I think I want to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I swing my halberd at the Kuotoa. All right. 18. 18 hits. Now, remember all the different damages you do. Oh, yes. I did want to add divine. Smite. Smite. All right. I rolled an eight. Eight damage and then roll the divine smite. Five. Thirteen. And did you want to attack with the butt? Do yeah, say? let's do it. Okay. I attack with the butt. Twenty. Twenty hits. Roll damage, yeah. which is right next to it. Nine. Wow. That's max. This okay. is great. And second attack. All right. Uh, who's next? Same guy. You've you. I haven't killed him. You slashed him, and you've 
knocked him with the butt of your halberd, but he's still up. All right. I want to bring my halberd down, like right down the middle of his head. Okay. I'm surprising. This is nowhere near as violent as the actual Bible. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I were, I realized, I, I realized after we picked names, I should have been Yael. Um, uh, 20. 20 hits. And then okay. damage. For damage, I got 13. Oh, nice. You slash, smack, slash this Kuotoa, and he's like wobbling around, but still up and fighting. Rahav, we'll go to you. Okay. Can you point at which of the fish heads is almost dead? This no. is the one that's okay. that's wounded. No, no one else is wounded at all. And got one. it. I would like to use the short bow aimed at the dude on the thing that's not a mask. Oh, okay, great. Because he seems to be the one that like made the spell that made the other guy glittery. Finish so him. Do the whole short bow thing. Yep. Roll the attack by short bow. 22 hits. You guys are almost never going to miss. <laughs> except, except Joseph, sorry. 10 damage. This Kuotoa, which he's holding like a staff kind of thing, whereas the other ones are holding like nets and kind of spear-looking staffs. His staff is a little different. It looks it looks more like a talisman than a, than a weapon. And he like sees that arrow coming and he tries to like move his staff into the way of it and it totally misses and he takes it in the shoulder. Okay. But he's still up. What can I do now? Move. You can move. I don't want to move because I want to keep protecting the women and children, so to speak. I'm not so sure about Noah, so I'm not protecting him. You can hide. If you took basically five, move five feet of movement to your right, you could find yourself behind something. Great. I would like to do that. Okay. You hide. Excellent. Now it's their turn. This one's coming for Noah. This one's just kind of generally trying to get away from that hatch. Where the, That one's also trying to get away from the hatch. And these two are going to flank the uh, the hatch to see what comes up. And... These two want, are going to attack Joseph. Joseph, your armor class is what? 17. So they're going to take their little pincher staff and s- stab near you, but not at you. And then bites at you. Nope. And then the other one does the same thing with a nat 20. That's going to hit. Ooh, that. sorry. My, my animated dice did something very cool. <laughs> Nine damage to you, Joseph. Okay. And then he bites at you, gets a dirty 20 for four damage. So total of 13 damage. Great. From the one guy. The first guy just misses you flat out. And the second guy like stabs and bites you. He he looked really uncool when he missed me, right? So uncool. Great. But, okay. but he didn't slip. <laughs> um, and this one's going to attack Noah. He takes a snap at Noah and misses and he swings his staff at Noah and like his foot hits a particularly dry part of the deck and it messes him up. <laughs> the, yeah. It, you've never seen anyone slip on dry before. And then Noah looks at Joseph and goes, I like the way you think. Hold on everyone. And he jams the steering wheel one way and the whole ship lurches. I need everyone to make a dexterity save, please. Tomorrow's a 13. 13. 
I see Tamar, Jonah, Joseph, and I see Rahav rolling. 28. Ooh, nice. Okay. Rahav and Joseph, you stay on your feet. Tamar and Jonah and Isaac, you are knocked prone. So you are now, you are knocked off of your feet, but you, you don't fly because you're, you're fine where you are. So as the ship lurches, the, I need to roll for them as well. Wow. Um, yeah, they all fly in addition to getting knocked. They all fly 10 feet, which puts him here, here. I wish I it was another, above ground to say I like need, a fish fly I need comment. A, I need another deck save from Joseph just to not let this guy knock you down. 23. Good. As he uh, starts flying towards you, you just kind of hop over him. Three are knocked off the ship but the one up top holds on. So Kuotor are flying off the ship. Noah then, after he jams the steering wheel that way, he runs up and attacks. He takes his scimitar and does, with two attacks, 21 damage to these guys, to one of them. So Sha Sha comes down with his scimitar. He does miss one time. So uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, Noah gets three attacks. And he says, get off my ship, sounding sounding similar to Harrison Ford. And Eshet Noah then looks at you, Joseph, and she casts Cure Wounds and heals you for 12 hit points. And she says, that looks like it's stung a little. And you find yourself healed. And then Eshet Noah looks at you, Rahav, and she says, I don't think we're going to need saving, darling. And she winks at you. Um, And then Shem is going to attack as well. He's going to move up here. Ham is going to move over here. Yeah, it's going to stay where he was because he's the distance fighter. But Eshet Shem is going to come up here and Eshet Ham is going to come up here. So they're all just like charging these guys. All right, let's start with... Shem and Eshet Shem. Wow. I rolled two 16s, which there's a one in 400 chance of that happening. Ham does 18 points of damage to the same one that his dad was fighting. And his wife takes her first attack and hits and she slays this one. She just After her husband wounds it, she just dives in and stabs right where the right where her husband had already wounded him and he falls to the ground. And then she looks at the other one. She does have movement to do it. She's going to come up here and attack that one and she's going to miss him. Then Ham is going to trident. He's going to try and trident that one that's that's near daddy. And that's going to hit. So instead of trident, he did dent. He did. He tried dent and then he succeeded. Oh, was he chewing dentine? You better leave that in Barack. Yeah. <laughs> Got a nat 20 from Eshet Yafet. Okay. With Trident's ham and, and his wife obliterate this Kuotua. And with, um, with blunderbusses, they severely wound the one up, up at the bow. Nice. He And he is looking Badly wounded, especially after Eshet Yafet got that net 20. So tridents are flying, swords are flying, and gunpowder is going off. 
as Noah and his family make short work of these fishy beasts. Hey, and we're helping a little. You're helping a lot. <laughs> Not you specifically, Joseph, but some of us. <laughs> hey, hey, I knocked one off the I knocked one off the ship. You totally I really didn't think Noah was gonna have more hits than me. I'm starting um, to feel like my bear transformation is gonna be like a waste, like most of these guys are gone now. You pop something. Hey, what's happening, man? Am I the only one old enough to remember the Dave Letterman bit of a guy in a bear suit hailing a taxi? No, I remember yeah. that. I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah, I do not remember that. It was a whole like he had a guy in a bear suit do a variety of things. That's amazing. And it's also Isaac's turn. I want to use my ram ring. Nice. Ring of ram. On the severely wounded guy on the thing that isn't the mast. Okay. But I don't know how to do that. Okay. (laughs) So Isaac has the ring of the ram. It is a ring that he wears that is shaped like a ram's head. And he can project a ram's head that will ram into a target. You got a 22. And 22 hits. So the target is knocked back. I believe five feet. Target is knocked-, knocked away from me, so that should be like at an angle, right? Like I'm trying to knock this guy off the boat. I see you, and I would say he would need a deck save to stay on the boat. Also, while we're rolling, um, he <laughs> might not be able to survive the two d ten force damage. So I got a seven and a one for an eight. For an eight, that is not enough to outright kill him, but he will take that damage. He'll take that force damage, and now he's going to have to make a deck save to stay on board. To stay on the deck. To stay on the deck. A decks to stay on deck, and he fails with a rolling of five for a total. Huzzah! So you have rammed him off of the boat. Ship. Congratulations. That, that was a good turn. Are you done? There are some guys near me. Should I move back? If you, so, so there's one guy near you. If you move out of the way, you could incur an opportunity attack. I stay where I am. Okay. That means it is Joseph's turn. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm in melee range already of one of those dudes. Where are you? There you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are in melee range. All right. I'm, I'm just going to try and beat him up. Have at him. All right. I'm going to start with an armed strike. I roll a 24 to hit. It hits. Then I roll my damage. I rolled a six damage. Is there anything else you want to do with that particular attack? Not with that attack, but I I want to chain into into the multiple stuff. So my correct order of operations is I will do one more unarmed strike as my second action. Then I could do flurry of blows as my bonus attack, which gives me then two more attack rolls, essentially. Exactly. Great. So if that's what you want to do, you'll burn a key point and do three attacks. Great. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to spend a key point. I'm going to do unarmed strike. I roll a 17 to hit. 17 hits. My damage is a nine. Okay. Second attack. I do flurry of blows. Okay. Uh, 29 to hit. That hits. The damage is six. Okay. Last attack. Ooh, that's a one, a natural one. So Joseph turns to to this Kuotoa and just bears down on him. Bam! And then a knee comes up. Bam! And then another fist. Bam! And then another fist just whiffs. The Kuotoa doesn't even move. He he almost hits himself. He he misses so badly. But 
but Joseph looked cooler bearing down than the actual bear. So it's, it's fine. Wow. Competitive. And Joseph looks cool. Missing like crazy. The Uh, coat shimmering as he's weaving back and forth his blows. All right, Jonah. So am I prone? Please, You are prone. So getting back up takes half of your movement. So you have 15 left, which is enough to get you up on deck. That's great. All right. So I jump on deck. I jump up through the grate and I land with a big roar. I turn to the Kuatoa next to me and I do a multi-attack. Okay. So first I claw at it. 18 to hit. 18 hits. 15. 15. Nice. Uh, and the More bite? Damage. Six damage on that one. So you slash at him, doing a lot of damage, bite at him, doing a little damage, and I assume that's your turn. Um, One roar for good measure. One roar. So roared. And that makes it Tamar's turn. All right. I'm going to... Th- Throw my javelin and see Ooh. if I can hit these two kuatoas in the middle of the ship. All right. I mean, I, I, one at a time. One at a time. I thought maybe I could like kebab them. <laughs> I don't think from you'd have to run. And do you want to run up, run up here and try and kebab them? Yeah, let's do that. I do enjoy a fish kebab. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 22. 22 hits. Does the kebab for the for the kebab you would have needed in that twenty? Mm. Uh, but how satisfying that would have been! It would have been great. But you do damage him. Uh, roll More of damage. a fish stick. <laughs> okay, so damage uh, eleven. Excellent. And this is this was an uninjured one, and he's hurting. Okay. He, but you have a second attack. I have a second attack. Attack with the halberd. Yeah. 16 16 hits so you do 33 damage to this guy with your divine smite and you get in two nice um yeah he he is he does not look good in twain is it is it is it horizontally or vertically is he now fish and man separated (laughs) Um, le- I would say diagonally from 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 hip to fo- to opposite shoulder. So, okay, so there's a little bit of fish and a little bit of man in each slice. A little bit of fish, little, yes, exactly. So it's a he's, mul- gefil- he's gefilted. Been nice. gefilted. He's gefilted. Oh, I, I gefilted that one. I deleted the dead one. Uh, oh, you deleted the dead one. Okay, great. It's my turn, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. How's the guy closest to me doing? The guy closest to you is badly hurt. And you could use this. You could use a sneak attack on him because your companions are right next to him. Oh, okay. I'll sneak attack him. Okay. What weapon are you using? I'm gonna use my Jericho's Defender. Yes, Jericho's Defender, the sword given to you by Joshua for helping them conquer the city. It is a rapier adorned with a red ribbon. It is magical, and as it sails through the air, go ahead and roll your attack. I see a fourteen. 14 hits so roll damage roll the, roll the normal damage first and then roll your sneak attack damage and we will add them together 41 damage your rapier slides right into the fish this fish is is definitely kebobbed when you pull your rapier out there are little bits of liver and and Ew. other internal organs on it as you have gutted him i love me some chopped liver 
<laughs> Hug some air, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else can I do in this turn? You can move. That was a finesse. Maybe. Right. So I, w- I would allow you to attack with a dagger if you wanted. Great. I would like to attack. Can I use the dagger of warning or just a normal dagger? That's fine. To use the dagger of warning, you will have to move to the creature you would like to hit. I thought I had 20 feet. Oh, you'd rather throw it? Yes. That's fine. You can throw it. All right. I'm going to throw my dagger at... The uninjured? uninjured. Okay, uninjured. Yeah, 17 hits. And then damage? Five damage. Um, Daggers daggers are not very lethal, but that's some damage. You know, it, it slices him across the arm. So it is their turn, and this one is going to come up, and it, so they're going to be two attacking the bear. Um, nope, and nope. Am I safe? One is gonna, yeah, the, two misses, yes. and then the next one is going to have one hit with his pincher thingy, and uh, and then he's going to miss you with the other thing, uh, with his bite. <laughs> this is a slippery deck. It really is because of how dry it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now there's all now there's all this fish guts, these fish yeah. guts on the on the deck as well. All over, and, all and the acacia wood really doesn't like and all kinds of stuff on deck. Um, then he gets you for yeah. seven damage. Okay, stabs okay. it, stabs at you with his pincher staff for seven damage. And um, I use my this is my hit points of the bear, so I'm still bear hit points until I'm zero. Correct. And once the bear's hit points are down to zero, then you you convert back to Jenna. back to human. Yeah. Um, and then in order to convert, you have to jump into the ocean and dunk twice and then come back aboard. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Sorry. That's both of them who are left on deck. Okay. And Noah and his family get to go. Noah, again, just rushes forward, stabs at one of them, nat 20 and a two. Um, and his third attack is... 13. So uh, he gets two hits. One of them is a nat 20. Um, and it is already injured a little bit. So that's 24. And then his non nat 20 is 14. He, she, she, he slices through this one with his two attacks and he misses with the third. I'm going to go ahead again. I'm going to roll for Noah's family and then just narrate. I don't think this is going to last much longer with one dude left. Is it safe to assume that the ones that fell in the water have now been like, they're fully behind us? They've or been left they... behind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They are surprisingly slow swimmers because it's just the head part. That's the fish. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> they're like, I was the about to say, it's, like, it's not like we killed them. They're in the, yeah. they're my brother who's bottom fish can swim fast, <laughs> but can't hold his breath underwater for the life of right. him. These guys just wail on him. It's almost like you wail. You ah, sorry, sorry, Jonah. You you almost kind of wish that they would have just pointed their weapons at him and said, "Get off!" But they were, you know, in the heat of battle. They they attack and attack, and they just make uh, they make a felt fish out of this last one. There's like a lot of pent up aggression on this boat. It really is, obviously. So you have defeated. So what happens when you've been stuck with your in-laws for months? <laughs> um, uh, I would like to say on the podcast that my mother-in-law is awesome. So now it's recorded. So it must be true. <laughs>
once all of the Kuotoa are defeated, you are you're relieved. You are all like, that was awesome. You realize that these characters, like they've got some serious prowess and you're excited to have them on your side. And Eshet Noach uh, looks at everyone and goes, this calls for a celebratory meal. And she goes down below decks and she's, she's prepping uh, ham pulls out a big cask of wine and starts. Pouring. I thought you were about to say she was preparing a ham. I totally <laughs> was in the same place. Leah. <laughs> ha- All this food talk wine. has Isaac back to the side of the boat. <laughs> uh, Makes you cons- collect parts fish. Constitution check and beat a 10. I love that that's an option. I feel like coming. Okay, from I got a 22. I hold on to my lunch. You're actually feeling pretty good. You're Okay. The I'm excited energy. to try some of this wine. Absolutely. I definitely want regret it. The, the adrenaline from the battle just has you feeling much more fit than you have ever felt, better sea legs than you've ever had under you. And There's nothing like the smell of fish guts in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and so... After much drinking, Eshet Noach comes up with just plates and plates of food and you're eating and drinking and it's a wonderful evening and you go back into your cabins you and you fall fast asleep. Can and I when, say I've reverted back to bear before the meal part? Back to bear or back to... I mean, to I'm sorry, back to, back to... I've reverted back to human. Oh, I, I like that first eat. version better, though. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is, it's yeah. all of us eating and also there's a bear. <laughs> Like holding I was just his thinking the bear, the bear might be cuddly for sleeping. She's Aww. got like honey and salmon. And <laughs> I can stay as bear, but I like I, I want to re- recoup it after if we're sleeping. Yeah, you do really. You you have you have an urge to eat some salmon. You're not sure why, right? Um, because falling asleep in the bear is Noah's thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was funny. Uh, that was a really deep cut too. That was a thinker. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. For uh, for let's say this one's for Susan. Do you want to explain that one for Susan? Yeah, um, of course. After getting drunk, Noah falls asleep naked or in the bear. That's a pun. So that was really for Jason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was for no one. <laughs> it was for Noah of one. It was it was for the other three rabbis on this game. <laughs> when you wake up, you are tied with your arms behind your back. You're in a room with a bed that you're up against, but not tied to. All of your equipment is across the room, so you can't reach it, but it's there. And there's a straw pallet, some overturned chairs, a table, some boxes, a padlocked treasure chest. And on one of the tables, your stuff is on it and against it. And there's one door in and out of this room. Now, the door has one of those sliding metal latching mechanisms on it. And next to the latch are four dials. Um, they're each they're each set to zero right now, but it looks like they, they spin. So you assume these are number dials. We're now in an escape room. And there are two signs. That A-shit double-crossed us. Well, uh, I don't, he said her. there was an upturned table. Are we still on the boat? This is This is a room in the boat? It does. Um, give me an investigation. I had the same question. I, I'm also curious. I'm still on the boat. Everyone's harder. Investigation or perception? That was a 10. Jonah, are you also? Yeah, I was also curious if I was still on the boat. Jonah, you definitely feel the boat still rocking under you. 
it's not as new as it was when you got on the boat yeah. three days ago, but you can still you can still feel it. Isaac, you weren't quite ready to to feel it. You're not feeling seasick. I was gonna say, should he roll constitution instead? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not feeling seasick right now. Um, maybe it's because you're you're totally like boxed in and you can't see the movement and you don't really perceive it moving that much. But it's the movement is very slight right now. Um, um what made us sleep so soundly? What a good question. And why did that affect me? You you don't know. Those of you who are immune to uh, magical poison and magical sleep, uh, you know it must have been some sort of drug that that you ingested. And you guys drank and ate a lot. So it could have been anything. And you don't know what the Noahide family avoided. It was tryptophan. And... When you wake up, there are two signs. Oh. You can see one like nailed above the door and you can see that there's a note that's like next to your stuff. And you can also see a handwritten note stuck to the door with one of Rahav's daggers, um, a normal dagger. The note that's stuck to the door with the dagger is written in common. The others are written in Triton. The note in common says, I'm sure the ritual will be finished by the time you get out of here, but at least you will witness the glory of the new world. That sounds great. Hey, can anybody read that other sign? It looks, from my travels, it looks like it's in uh, Triton. I speak common and dwarfish, so... uh, I speak celestial, common, elvish, and thieves can't. So basically, thieves can't. Common, druid, dwarfish, and halfling. It would seem to me that none of us can read it. It would seem to me that none of you can read it. Almost, almost as like if our David did that, master did that on purpose. Wow. Who would? Okay. Do- um. Okay. We're all tied up. You said. Yes. Sailors knots. Rough stuff. What? Sailors knots. Okay. You're not tied to the bed. Okay, but still. Are we hands- tied to each other? No. Oh, so our hands are tied, but our feet are not tied. Your feet are tied together, but you're not like bound. Okay. So you can't move them like you could. So we can, right, so I'm we gonna, can like wiggle. I'm going to stand up and hop my way over to the table and grab one of the daggers to cut my rope. Oh. Yeah. Make, make a, de- make a dexterity check, please. On a 14, you get yourself up, you know, kind of like pushing back behind you on the bed. You stand and you kind of like hop over. It's clumsy. It's awkward, but you make it to the table. Joseph, well, I wouldn't have looked as good as Joseph would have done if he well, I, across the room. I'm going to do the same. Yeah. I'm also going to make my way to one of my daggers on the table. Yeah. Dex- and while, while she's doing that, I'm just going to walk back to everybody else fully. Cut I do the plus, and cut I do the plus four, right? Yes. yes. Jonah is now untied and could just untie. Yeah. Hold crazy. hold on. Joseph heard the challenge being made and would also <laughs> like to try and do that. What am I rolling? <laughs> RDY? Next roll. Rahav, you are up. And you you hop gracefully to the table. Who wants to be untied? You make I it do. Well, I do. Not quite as gracefully as Rahav. Um, so, so hold on, uh, Joseph. Did they take off the multicolor robe? Wait, yeah, you're okay, all. Yeah, so okay, he, okay. So Joseph doesn't look as cool doing it then. Yeah, does Ooh. not look as cool doing it. Although you know, a half naked Joseph is still pretty cool looking. You're very wiry and and muscular. So I walk past him holding a dagger to cut everybody else, and I go show off. <laughs> under my breath and i just cut uh, i cut isaac and tamar uh their ropes mm-hmm. you are well i mutter about being too old for all of this <laughs> <laughs> have i gotten a dagger and freed myself yet yes okay good. we're all freed 
Okay, I, I um, Next take year all in the Jerusalem. daggers from the table and stash them in my bag. Yeah, you've got, you can collect your stuff. What else is on the table? Is it all stuff that belonged to us previously or is there other stuff yeah. that could be? It's all your things plus one note. That's in Triton. Okay. okay. Is there a Triton English dictionary somewhere? Or sorry, Triton common dictionary somewhere? There is not a Triton to common dictionary. Can I check does the door? One, does one of the people on the Ark speak Triton? Um, we trust them? No. <laughs> wait. So, uh, so Joseph. <laughs> wait, who? Joseph. Which one can, wait, which one can turn into animals? Barack? Can Barack tr- turn into one of those fish things? And can the fish things speak Triton? I mean, you don't get the intelligence of the animal. You get the intelligence of the. Okay. So, so, so Joseph. That would be ridiculous. Up. Yeah. <laughs> so what's, what would be less ridiculous is Joseph walks up and kind of like stretches a little bit. He kind of like cracks his knuckles a little bit and he attempts to use one of his spells uh, to allow him to comprehend the language that is there. Ah. You have the spell comprehend languages. I do have the spell comprehend languages. Do I have to roll anything? RDY? You don't have to roll anything. This is a spell that just works. It takes. So I, ju- I just comprehend. For one hour, you understand the literal meaning of any spoken language you hear, and you also understand any written language that you see, as long as you are touching the surface on which the words are written. All right. Joseph touches it. Which sign are you touching? <laughs> the, the one in front of him? There's one that's nailed above the door that you can reach. And there's one that's on the table where your stuff was. Are they both in the same language? Yes. I'm going to do the one where close on the table to where our stuff is first. It says four friends tightly o'er the bridge. They cling. They do not scream, but when their fifth friend joins, they sing. Okay. And then uh, the door, the sign on the door. Oh, yeah. Is this a riddle? It does. I guess is yes. The sign on the door. Like a riddle. Hold on. After reading that to everybody, Joseph goes, hmm, I think this is a riddle. And then goes to the door. (laughs) (laughs) And Tamar. Mansplain. (laughs) Yes. Tamar not wanting, yeah, not wanting to be mansplained to. (laughs) I think it is referring to some sort of stringed instrument. Oh. Because a stringed instrument has four strings and a bridge. This is where my other nerddoms are coming in handy because I was an orchestra kid. (laughs) Yay. Joseph, what's the other one reading? Well, the fifth friend would be the bow. Or or it could be be a guitar. But if a guitar guitar has six strings, but a violin, a mandolin, they all have four. A cello. Joseph, what does the other note say? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Jonah. And Joseph walks up and puts his hand on the sign on the door. The sign on the door says, this ship is made of gopher wood. Took 20 years to make. The planks I used to finish it, how many did it take? Are the riddles related? Well, they're both in Trident, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oops. Is there anything else written anywhere in the room? Just the note that was in common. That we already read. Okay. Yeah. All right. Can I yeah. investigate the room for like in barrels and underneath hay and see if there's anything else in this room? Well, did we, we didn't get our stuff back yet, right? Yeah. It was only. You all got your stuff back. Yeah, oh, okay. Stuff is back. Great. Joseph looks cool again. Yeah. So the, what, what, <laughs> yeah, so that's the priority. priorities. 
you're looking under the, you know, there's, there is a straw pallet. You look through the straw, there's nothing in there. Uh, Overturned chairs, table boxes, nothing really in the boxes. There's a padlock treasure chest that you, that you have not opened. And then the door, the door with the, with the four dials on it, like, there's a zero facing out and it does look like they spin but you haven't spun them can i use my um thieves tools to open the lock you can try roll uh uh you are proficient with your thieves tools so roll a 20-sided die you are unable to open the the padlock can i try again yeah you can try again um am i able to check to see if there's a magical piece included with the locks the four dials you have detect magic i have detect magic yeah isaac come take a look at this door Um, is this magical there is there is it is no magic and therefore you understand it to be purely mechanical i understand this to be purely mechanical and as you as you kind of like as you're inspecting it you spin through the locks the spin through the dials and each of the dials has the digits zero through nine so this is some sort of number combination to open the lock. So we have four numbers in the riddles, but I, I couldn't tell you what order to do them in. But like we have, there's four and five oh. and there's 20. And then there's another digit missing because of the question about the plank. So I don't know. Those are numbers. Or it could be four, five, two, zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like so. I think we should try and solve the riddles. Yeah. Well, yeah. I still think that the first riddle is a violin, but I don't know how that helps us. Yeah, it's true. A bow? Unless one of us has a violin. Violin or bow? The word bow. Oh, a bow. But I'm assuming the first one has to do with the chest. So the other, the other riddle, this the ship I made of gopher wood took 20 years to make. The planks I used to finish it. How many did it take? Plenty. Um, I, like a ship has one plank, right? It's the thing you walk up to get in. Am I? Or or, or the multiple planks of wood it is built yeah. out of. Right. But I'm saying like maybe it's a <clears throat> where there's wordplay. Like, well, if it's wordplay, it said it took 20 years to make. How many did it take? I'm going to say it took 20 years. Actually, I would say the plank I used to finish it is only one. Well, planks is plural. Fin- wow. No, because you finish. Oh, you finish it with the final plank. You always finish something with one. Uh, I like that. Uh, this is very, this is like what happens when four rabbis try and solve a, I know, right? a riddle. Like, uh, it could also mean. DM, is the, is the lock on the, can you describe the lock on the chest? It's a padlock. Great. Can I take my mace to it? Sure. Great. I do that. Wait, you have a mace? Yeah. That's amazing. Um, amazing. Uh, where does it say mace? Uh, in my weapons on the left. Oh, those are your proficiencies, oh, not man. the weapons you have. Hey, does anybody got something you can bash this lock with? I probably do. Joseph, you see him looking at his fists. <laughs> not like that. <laughs> I, I'll, t- I'll take a swing at it. One yeah. second. Yeah, attack the chest. I'm going to attack the chest. I swing my halberd. AC is 10. Uh, 15. 15. 15 hits. Nice. Did I open it? Roll damage. Roll damage. 16. 16. Wow. Um, yeah. The lock busts right off. Woohoo! Examine. We don't need to outsmart these riddles. I would like you to just open the trunk and see what's in it. 
Um, I'm guessing there's a violin in there. Uh, I'm not. I'm not too much for rules. And <laughs> you are exactly right. There is a a violin with golden strings and a Ooh. golden bow. The violin is made out of uh, out of cedar wood. That it looks like. And now, Isaac, if you would be so kind as to make an arcana roll, please. Yes, I I will arcana roll. I got a twenty. On a dirty twenty, you recognize this. Oh. Oh, I know what that is. This is Elijah's violin. <laughs> oh. Ooh. I like how the Madrashic principle that there's no past, present, and future in Tanakh is clearly. Um, well, I mean, we're all from different books of the Bible, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, we've talked about this many times. I don't know why we're discussing this again. Yeah, because we got nothing better to do. We're locked in this room. <laughs> True, but not um, so. So yes, this is this is Elijah's violin, and you know that it has many powers. That when you attune to it, when it is being used, you cannot be frightened, charmed, stunned, deafened, petrified, paralyzed, incapacitated, nor restrained by any magical means. You are protected as you. Uh, Only as, the person playing. The person, yeah, the person using it. Does that um, apply to locked rooms? That does not, it, it's okay. magical means. And we already determined this is not a magical door lock. Yes. Right. Have. And it also has spells that it can cast. Calm Ooh. emotions, mass suggestion, greater restoration, charm person, speak with animals, dissonant whispers, and friends. Um, and it has certain a number of charges per day that, that it has 10 charges per day. The charges restore at dawn. And, and for all 10 charges, it creates a special protective bubble, so to speak. It's kind of a mobile version of Tiny Hut, the spell Tiny Hut, that can contain up to eight characters, including the wielder. Uh, where a 10-foot diameter sphere goes around you that cannot be penetrated by any magical or physical means. If you're in the hut when it's created, if you're if you're next to the wielder while it's created, you can walk in and out of it. But other than that, if you're outside of that 10-foot diameter, then you cannot get back into the to the sphere. Hmm. All of those things can be done with with Elijah's violin. While he's wow. looking it over and sharing this us sharing this information with us, I have a realization and I walk to the dials and I just dial change them to zero 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 one. Okay, I'd see if um, that opens the door. Shouldn't one of us grab the violin? I thought Isaac had it. I, I think we just identified it. Oh. Does one I'm of us taking it because I figured out the riddle? Okay, <laughs> it's all yours. Would you like to attune to it? Uh, sure. Make a charisma check and beat a 16. 12. You are not attuned to it. So can others of us try to attune to it? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll try and do a charisma check. Ah, it was a seven. Yeah. I mean, I'll try. It makes kind of like a screechy noise when you, when you. (laughs) I shall try. Same thing. Like, it is not working for y'all. I pick it up and I sort of do like a mock, like, yeah, I'm going to attune to it in my role because I'm not much of a talker. (laughs) And then I put it back down on the table. (laughs) 
Yeah, yours screeches a little less than everybody else does. All right, Joseph, it's on you, man. All right. <laughs> um, I, I I would say <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, that's not good. All right. We have this violin none of us can use. Leah, can, we, wait, can one of us take the violin anyway? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Attuned means you can actually use it. Right, but right now we're trapped in a room which seems like a higher priority than using the violin. Unless we needed the violin to leave the room. Did we ever find out if the door opened with Jonah's combination? I don't think we did. Jonah has his hand on the door and then everybody started playing the violin and he went, ooh, squirrel, and and uh, <laughs> and, and tried it himself. So I go back to the door and I check if it will, if it opens. With the 0001 combination, the latch slides open. Oh, how did you get the answer? Somebody, somebody said it before. One of you guys, in all of this chattering, this group just, I'll tell you, never stops talking. And I seem to be the only one that listens. And uh, Joseph and- turns around and goes, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the door open, I, I open it just slightly and I peek through to see if the coast is clear. The coast is clear. The door opens to the under part of the ship where, where you have been before. And there seems to be no one aboard. No animals either. The animals are there, but that, that room is locked. I'm going to roll a perception check. Just see what it is that I'm perceiving. Um, I don't perceive very much, so never mind. an empty ship like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should go up. Yeah. Can we, let's go up to the deck and figure out where we are and what the heck's going on. By the way, you each, just by being so deeply asleep, you each have benefited from a long rest. So that means all of your spell slots have returned to you and your hit points should be restored and everybody's happy. You come up on deck and the ship has docked at an island, again, with no apparent anchor. It just stopped through sheer will. And you see that this island is almost completely a mountain, one huge mountain. Who has the compass? I do. It's in my pocket. Okay, can you check the compass, please? Sure, I check my compass. What am I checking with RDY? Um, you look at it, and it's pointing north. <laughs> Still a compass! <laughs> but I've never got into the compass thing. That is what compasses do. <laughs> well, I, we, but we weren't sure if it, like, showed... Oh, no, no, we were sure, because I was rolling... We both rolled, like, nat ones, which meant it is just a compass. <laughs> it was just a compass that the two people who... Yeah. One after the other rolled Nat ones, (laughs) believed it was something that it really wasn't. But but Rahab believed us because she trusts us. That is also true. It's true. And so it's in character to look at the compass again. (laughs) (laughs) It might have changed. It could have become magic. We don't know. No, you don't know. Like this, like uh, all the laws of physics at Sinai might not be great. It might be spinning, you know. We might need a regular old compass for something. Right. Compasses are always handy. You can throw it at one of those fish people if you need to. Um, so I think we should all climb the mountain. We should get at least because we're supposed to go to an island named Sinai, which is literally a mountain. So I'm going to guess that this is our island. As you climb up the mountain, it does take you like half a day (laughs) just to get up to the mountain. Um, maybe 40 hours it feels like. And up at the top of the mountain is a majestic building 
it's like a sanctuary that is just sitting on top of a mountain. I take a look around and are there any um, pictures or words or, or a sign that or, says or ornaments uh, decorated? The iconography has no images. It's mostly decoration, decorated patterns, beautiful scenes, but no people or animals. There are several depictions of six-pointed stars and, you know, like stained glass. It's misty up here, not in a way that, that obscures vision, but you're very high up. So there's mist. You passed a billy goat here and there. I patted each one. <laughs> You know, you, my, my father bought one for two dozen. <laughs> one, one of them is following you, uh, <laughs> Jonah. Amazing. Um, and you come to two huge oaken doors with a circle on, on each one with a six pointed star inscribed in each one with two like iron rings. Are we getting a general good sense, good feel from this building? You. Well, we all have weapons if we if we don't get a good feel. Yeah. Tamara is going to open the door. Tamara pulls open the door. And inside, you see Noah on the far end. There's a red carpet that goes all the way down the center aisle that goes up to the dais, where there's a podium table kind of altar looking thing. And there's uh, Noah with his back to you reading from a book. A glowing circle is on the floor in about the center of the room. And there are five rows of benches. uh, So like one on each side of the carpet that goes down the center of the room. There are a couple of like side rooms and places that look like a vestibule of some kind. There are some benches on either side. There are three angels, statues that are on a higher level beyond the dais where Noah is. Uh, that look to be the angels Gabriel, Michael, and Raphael. Um, they are, they're statues. And Noah is reading from a book. And Eshet Noach is next to him. Looks like she is concentrating um, on something to help him. And all of the sons and daughters of Noah, at the sound of opening the door, turn around and see you coming in. Roll initiative. To my teammates, we're all assuming that they're not good, right? Yeah, that's why I wanted to know if I got a good feeling before opening the door tomorrow. Okay, I'm wait, I am the anxious you one, go... and you are not, so it's <laughs> I was fine. trying to I'm move forward sure. the plot. But do we know what language Noah is encanting in? You do, it is a language you do not recognize, and as soon as the words hit your ear, you forget them. Ooh. Noah goes first. He's just going to continue the ritual. And Joseph is next. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, we rolled initiative when we entered, which sure makes it seem like this is about to be a combat. But that's I mean, what I, initiative I, means. Yep. I'm aware. <laughs> so like, I'm almost trying to figure out, is it even worth me trying to like talk to one of these folks? Are they just going to like try and hit me? Maybe I do that. Maybe I walk up to one of the hench people, family members, and just like see what happens. Hold on, RDY. The yes. the family members off to the side. Yes. What are they doing? They have turned around and they're taking like attack stances. Okay. So it looks like they're about to attack us. Yeah. 
Okay. And the closer ones are 50 feet away from you. Well, that's barely a light jog for me. So that's fine. That is true. Which one of them appears to be lighter? Between Shem and Eshet Shem? Yeah. Eshet Shem. Even if she wasn't lighter, that's what you'd tell her. Uh. (laughs) Does this scimitar make me look fat? (laughs) I think I'm going to charge Eshet on the left side. And even though we're not in a boat, I'm going to try and just like throw them into the person behind them. If it worked before. Exactly. Interesting. Roll an attack. Rolled a dirty 20 to hit. That hits. Damage rolling is next. Okay. Nine. Nine. You have another attack. Okay. I will do unarmed strike again. 23 to hit. 23 hits. Nine damage again. Excellent. How's this one looking? Like she can like she can take a beating. Are you using your superiority die to try and trip her? Yeah. Roll a D8 for your superiority die. It was a four. Okay, so that's four more damage. Okay. She has to try to stay standing. Okay. Here's what happened. You go running up and you sm- Bam, with one punch, and then you do a spinning kick maneuver, and you wipe her feet out from under her, and she ends up prone. Okay. She's on the ground. So so Joseph is not going to keep beating someone on the ground at this point. Okay. And Joseph's going to be like, what happened? What's what's going on? She says, she, she says the ritual will not be stopped. Not by you. Uh, Joseph sighs. I'm going to keep the attack going. She's on the ground, so you attack with advantage. I'm going to do Flurry of Blows. Okay. Burn a key point and attack twice. That hits. Ooh, a 12. Nice. So, yeah, you do like an axe kick and just swap, bam, uh, right, right down on her chest. But she's still conscious. She's hurting bad, but she's still conscious. And that's your turn. Now, the two... Uh, that are closest to Noah are turning around and they're just going to fire. Eshet Yafet is going to fire at at you, Joseph, and Yafet is going to fire at Tamar, who's in the lead here. Firing Uh, what exactly? Blunderbuss. Oh, man. Missed you. Yeah, nope, I missed you. Tamar the tank. Tamar, you are a tank. So the blunderbuss, the one that Eshet Yafet, just like the... The shot goes over your head, Joseph. And the one that, that goes at you, Tamar, plings off of your armor. It was a good shot, but you're just too tough. And that makes it Isaac's turn. I'm just trying to figure out if there's a thing I can fire to get Noah to stop like, or to you know distract him. But I was also thinking about casting Swarm of Insects mm. um, just to sort of like bug everybody. <laughs> that sounds fun. Where is Swarm? It's it's part of Moses' staff. Ah, yes. Okay. So the staff of Moses has 10 charges, but casting Swarm expends three of them. Got it. Okay. That's a very cool item. Wait, Isaac, because it's safe to assume that these 10 charges are each of the plagues. And so my question is, is Noah the firstborn of his family in that case? 
No, it has 10 slots that I can use for things. If I use the full 10, I can talk to God for a minute and see if God can help us. But I was kind of saving that for later. Um, I was wondering if I could use dissonant whispers on Noah. You can try. It sounds like a kind of cologne. Are you whispering? Dissonant whispers by Moses. (laughs) And then RDY just going in the commercial. You can try. (laughs) (laughs) um dissonant whispers it says you whisper a discordant melody that only one creature of your choice within range can hear racking it with terrible pain the target must make a wisdom saving throw on a failed save it takes 3d6 psychic damage it must immediately use its reaction on a successful save the target takes half as much damage and doesn't have to move away yeah i want to do that to him i want to stop whatever he's doing let's do it at a fifth level okay So you whisper and you wave your your staff a little bit and you see this kind of dark energy come from your staff. And when it gets to about five feet away from Noah, it dissipates. Ah, protective spell or something. Okay. That's your turn. That's my turn. Can I move? Is it? You can move. I was going to like sort of set up to the right where I can sort of crouch and fire things. Great. It is Shem's turn. Who is going to come to his wife's side. He's going to attack Joseph with his scimitar. Two attacks to shoo, shoo. both. You know, you're able to just dodge around and you're moving like a a multicolored Neo, like like a multicolored Neo. You are able to avoid both scimitar strikes. Shem's wife gets herself up off off the ground and then attacks you as well. The first attack misses because of the disadvantage. The second one. What's your armor class? 17. Darn it. I got a nat 20. And a 16. Mm. But the animation on the Nat 20 is really, really cool. Thank you so much, D&D Beyond. Um, <laughs> hashtag yeah, not a sponsor. That's two. Hashtag not a sponsor. That's two misses at you. You're just too flowy and dexterous to be able to be hit by these scimitars. Rahav, that's you. I think flowy and dexterous is how the Midrash describes you. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. I want to examine one of the side rooms, preferably the one on my right. Yeah. It would take a little extra movement. You'd have to use your your movement and your bonus action. You could get in there and then you could use um, your action to like look around. Um, It's kind of like a dusty office kind of space. Looks like it hasn't been used in hundreds of years. What's that little white thing I'm a thing? It's like a, it's a paper that's on top of the, on top of a desk that is so old that it just kind of crumbles when the air moves it. Okay. Is there anything useful in this room? No. Won't, won't. I tried. Yeah. Wait, I can move still. I can do my like dash dive, whatever, right? You have about 20 feet of movement left total. I'm going to dash over to Isaac. Okay. Hey, Isaac, what's up? I'm just trying to prevent whatever is happening from happening. (laughs) You're doing a great job. Tamar, it is your turn. All right. 
let's attack Shem. <laughs> so that'll put you here. Oh, Halberd. 24. 24 hits. Are you adding anything to this attack? Yeah, let's add some Divine Smiting. Eight Divine Smite. And second attack, or are you going to use the butt? Uh, let's use the second attack. Okay. 15. 15 does not hit. She, oh, no. Shem is able to parry with his scimitars. Okay. But you can still come up with the butt of the polearm, even though the, the first attack missed. You... Okay, all right, let's do that. Oh, no. 11. Yeah, same. This one gets just, you know, it catches him in the armor and he's able to he's able to take the hit with no damage. All right. And Ham and Eshet Ham are going to go next. Eshet Ham is going to attack Joseph with her trident. The shimmery movement of the cloak causes her to miss with her oh. first attack. Her second attack also misses. Um, you you seem to be getting so upset when when attacks don't hit me, Artie. Why are you are you wanting to cause me damage? A little bit. Oh. I mean, you know, this is kind of you know y'all versus me. He's the um, DM. Yeah. Ham just starts running full tilt towards you, and he chucks his trident at Rahav. Oh, wait! Can I use my um, uncanny dodge? Yeah. But let's see if he, a 14 doesn't hit. Uncanny dodge, not necessary. Right. Uh, he throws the trident at you and it sticks into the wall behind you. <laughs> um, Hold on. Was that noise out of character or was that in character? Totally in character. Yes. Ham looks at you, looks at you and just kind of growls in the back of his throat. Jonah, you're up. Okay. So uh, let's move me to the pillar on the opposite side of the pillar from the guy that moved forward, just so I can be in view of the... Okay. And then uh, I am now within 90 feet of that right statue, correct? I would love to cast Elemental and turn that into a gargoyle for my purposes. Ooh. Wait, but is is it a golem? I was waiting. I would like to turn that into finally happening. I would like to turn that statue into a golem for my uses. A D and D that would be a gargoyle. So you cast summon elemental. Yeah. Uh, spell slot fifth. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It it comes to life. It, this is a concentration spell. So so if yeah. you take damage, you'll have to roll against it. That's why I want it to be um, opposite the pillar. The elemental has its own turn, so please yeah, roll, does. roll a 20-sided die for the elemental's initiative. Five. That's so it's up. after me. So just to give a little flavor, you have summoned a creature. It takes the shape of a stone mound that moves out of the wall and starts to like break free from its unanimated state. That's cool. And, it looks uh, like well, a cross between a golem and a transformer. Ooh. Is it, it not just the statue figure or it became yeah, like we this? can for flavor, it's the figure of the statue, but okay. these are its stats. The, the song um I want to break free, Queen is playing in the background as the gargoyle comes alive. It, that song is playing, but we don't have the rights to actually play it. 
Um, that's why I was describing it. And Rabbi Fixler is bringing out his toys to show us. <laughs> models, so models, not toys, models. Action figures. <laughs> and that's your turn. And and what are you instructing it to do? Uh, my instructions are um, to stop that spellcaster at, at all, all in any cost. It has a speed of 30. It gets here. Is that close enough? Yeah, but really, you want okay. you want to attack Mrs. Noah before you attack Noah? No, it's going for Noah, but it gets to about it really gets to about here, and and goes yeah, has- and bashes its hands against some sort of invisible force field. Oh, okay. And from what we can tell, Mrs. Noah is inside that boundary. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome, Josh. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, you've made my day, sir. <laughs> Mrs. Noah points at the golem and she gestures at it, says some words, and goes like this. And it goes back to its spot and oh. back into a statue. She, oh. she dispels it and I rolled a nat 20. So she successfully dispelled this golem. Oh, that's so and, sad. And we're at the top of the order. It is Noah's turn again. And his voice gets louder as he starts to say some last final words. And you you hear again words that echo in your ears, but disappear. But but you get the melody of it. Da 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 da. And as that that melody happens a creature appears in the circles on the floor. Oh, no. Uh-oh. That's right where that I am. <laughs> That's no good. Oh. You see this demon come up out of the ground from the circle, holding six swords in her six arms, a serpentine body below her. And she says, Who wakes Lilith? And Noah looks at her and says, it is I trying to return the earth to its pristine beginnings of chaos and nothing. And she bows toward Noah and says, who stands in our way? And he gestures towards the party and says, they're trying to stop us. And uh, she turns around and bears down on all of you. I'm going to put her into her proper place while we're in this pause for jason can we share who lilith was lilith is a demon that was created at the same time as adam and she split from adam and they got into a little argument about we'll just call it positioning and she loses the argument and becomes a demon at that moment and vows to destroy the children of humanity and she has been now summoned by this spell that noah is using from some sort of of book up on the dais that you have not seen yet and joseph it is your turn great who of the mobs around me looks the most injured eshet shem great then i'm gonna go after eshet shem all right so I'm going to do some more unarmed strike stuff. 
In fact, since you have no equipment, that is your choice. I mean, yeah, I am. I'm always armed. Get it? <laughs> I mean, Jonah had bear arms before. Yeah, I know. That's that's. But yeah. we do not have the right to arm bears. Right. Uh, fifteen to hit. A little low this time. Fifteen does not hit. Your your punch is absorbed by her armor. Okay. You do have more attacking. Great. Twenty six. Twenty six hits. Eight damage. How's how's Eshet Shem doing? Not well, but not done yet. Okay. I'm going to do that thing I do. I'm going to spend a key. A flurry of blows? Yep. So two attacks with the flurry of blows? Yeah. So 22 to hit. 22 hits. Six damage. If that's flurry, you have one more attack? Yeah, I do. Do it again. Ooh, 11 damage. With this second attack... Can it can it be a kung fu kick, just like a classic, like lean back, kick goes out, just kind of like sort of thing? Describe it. Uh so with one last attack, Joseph spins around the coat, just it's it's never looked more sparkly and shimmery than in this moment as he twirls. And on the conclusion of the twirl, the momentum he's built up, he leans back on one leg and kicks out with the other aiming right for the middle of Eshet's chest. And with that connect, she she just, her eyes get wide and then they close. Good turn. Um, All right, rest of y'all, good luck with the serpent lady. Uh, Eshet Yafet is going to take a shot at you. Is this a literal shot? Yes. They're, okay. They're, yeah, shooting at you with a blunderbuss. Please. Another miss. Oh, man, okay. But Yafet is going to turn around and take a shot at, yeah, I think he's going to shoot at Isaac. Isaac, what's your AC? 14. Then the 15 is going to hit. Eight damage. Ow. (laughs) The little metal ball comes flying across the room and smacks you right in the shoulder. And it is also now your turn, Isaac. I would like to cast force cage around Lilith. Ooh. Ooh. Which does not require a spell slot because of my special relationship with the great and powerful one. The Ooh. yeah, with God. And we'll just put it right around her. <laughs> and she can see through it and she is just kind of like glaring at you. Mm. Uh, right. And she like licks one of the blades of her sword. (laughs) I stare back at her and I lick my staff and then I regret it because I got a splinter in my tongue. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm trying to look cool. (laughs) Oh, you're trying. (laughs) My dad used to say, he who lick knives speak with fork and tongue. Mm. Uh, Um, I hope some of this makes it. (laughs) shem is going to attack joseph by the way so shem and eshet ham are bearing down on joseph shem scimitar number one at disadvantage misses scimitar number two at disadvantage gets a nat one more cool animation thank you again dnd beyond not a sponsor 
Yet. 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 Shem misses twice horribly, and it is Lilith's turn. I'm struck by how really disappointed you seem. I want something to happen. Lilith is in a box. Is in a box. She turns to look at Isaac. She has to make her charisma save of 17 to be able to do what she wants to do. And a 24 will do it. She disappears and reappears right here. Oh. Oh. Y'all have fun with that. I do not care for that. And she swipes at you, Isaac, with her tail. And then what happens? Math. She um, <laughs> she swipes. Don't there be no math in this game with her tail. Your various protections that have created your armor class of fourteen cause it to harmlessly slide off of you. Oh, her tail sliding off of me is also unpleasant, though. But she is. Now she's in the middle of y'all. Um, he accidentally licks the tail on its way down. <laughs> Rahav, it is your turn. I'm going to take my Jericho's Defender and okay. I'm going to stab Lilith in the belly. And you have a companion who is within five feet of her. Oh, so I get to do something. Sneak attack. 29 hits. Okay, great. And then damage? Yep. 32 damage and her resistant. What kind of damage? Oh, it's magical, isn't it? So she does not have resistance to this. So she's taking the full 32. Yeah, you slice right into her side um, and you pull out and it doesn't look like it does as much damage as it would for a mortal creature, but it did hurt her bad. But she looks, she goes, (laughs) good luck. Um, (laughs) She looks like Ursula the Sea Witch. (laughs) yes Um, our poor unfortunate souls so then i give her a dirty look Mm -hmm. tomorrow it's your turn okay where am i this is you right here this is me right here so i'm not close to her okay so i think i'm just gonna stab her okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna throw my javelin you're gonna throw your javelin that you already threw. I think you threw it at Shem, so it's not. Oh, no, I thought. So it's not a boomerang. It is not a boomerang. It's a javelin, but uh, you are also close enough to her that you could move to her and just attack her with your halberd. Okay, let's do that. So I'm gonna take a swing at her. Okay. First attack. Fifteen. 15. She just fling and uh, blocks it with <laughs> one of her scimitars. Okay. Second attack. 19. 19 hits. This gets her. All right. Damage. 15 damage. And then for a bonus action. Well, if, I'm guessing the 15 damage didn't kill her. Correct. <laughs> Correct. All right. So 15 Are damage. You, that... To that? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to find smite. How many would you like to burn a spell level to make it stronger? I'm going to, she's a demon. I'm going to use four. (laughs) You only have one fourth level spell slot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, again, it's Lilith. I think we want to take her out. All right. So roll four more D8. 
So funny. You rolled a one, then a two, then a three, then a four. I know. Uh, this is really sad. To- total of adding 10. So you shoom, uh, slice her with the halberd and you hear this like oh, chorus of angels as the slice does quite a bit more damage to her on like a section of her tail more than it probably should have. Um, halved? Question mark. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Oh, I got 28. 28 hits. So you come running over, slash at her and she blocks. You slash again and it cuts deep. And then you bring up the butt of the polearm right into her midsection as you do your battle cry, which is what? (laughs) Wait, we didn't hear that. I didn't know I was supposed to have a battle cry ready. I'm sorry. I didn't either. Uh, I just decided to ask you. Tamar smash! (laughs) (laughs) And Ham is going to attack you, Tamar, with his trident. No, a seven is not going to hit. Ashet Ham is going to attack Joseph with disadvantage and misses badly. So these tridents just swinging in the air and doing nothing. I hate my dice. Um, Jonah, it's your turn. I like being at the end of the round. It allows me a lot of time to figure out what I want to do. She's a snake. Is she aquatic? Um, You cannot transform into a demon. I don't want to transform into a demon. I want to send her into the middle of the ocean. She is not aquatic. Cool. (laughs) Then I am going to attempt plane shift on Lilith and send her... You know, we've been traveling so many days on the ship that I remember one of the evenings where it just felt like the middle of nowhere, all black, and you just see stars in the sky. That's the location I'm thinking about of sending Lilith, forcing her out into the middle of the ocean so that she would just reappear with no land. Okay. You need to try to touch Lilith with your spell attack modifier, which is plus nine. And you rolled 26 hits. So now... She has to make a charisma save. She doesn't seem like a talker, though, does she? She has to make a charisma <laughs> saving throw. And her charisma saving throw is plus 10. Oh. And what? she rolls a 20, 21. She saves against the spell. Mm. That is a shame. Wow, that would have been nice really try. Nice. That was really nice try. Um, good try. Good try. Woo! Am I far enough away that if I move, it's not a disengage? It's not a, it, I don't incur an opportunity? No, because you had to touch her. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, wrong, wrong game. <laughs> That's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been really nice. Okay. I think that's it. Okay. Eshet Noah looks at Noah and says, I think it's time we join our companions. And and he, he says... Why does she always sound creepy? She's evil. Okay. And, and She's also gotten much less Irish, though. As <laughs> yeah, but I was going to say, interesting <laughs> that the accents are different. I mean, they're from they're two from, different places. From, two different, yeah, two, oh, yeah. yeah. And he looks at her and he goes, I... And she points a finger at Joseph... Uh, Everybody's wife be pointing fingers at Joseph. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of his story. And oh, yeah, she hits you. A flash of light comes out of her fingertip and goes right for you. 
dealing. I suppose that's not a missile. No, it's magical. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's deflectable. All right, how much damage? 11. All right, Joseph has been damaged. Noah looks at his wife and says, Aye, that'd be a good target, and shoots a crossbow bolt at you. This is a missile. And only two hits. Doing. Deflect the missile. He will. He has to hear the damage first. Eight points of damage. Great. I would like to use deflect missiles reaction. Yes. You can roll the 10 sided die or not because it's 1d10 plus 16 and it only did eight points of damage. So you pretty much just catch it. Great. So then if I reduce the damage to zero and have a free hand, which I do, I can spend a key point to make a ranged attack. Okay. At whom would you like to chuck this missile? I'd like to throw it at Shem. Let's roll that attack. 24 to hit. 24 hits. 10 damage. So Noah fires a crossbow bolt at you. You catch it and sling it right at his son who's standing next to you. And it gets him right in the thigh and does 10 damage. It's He is not happy about that. And he goes, ah! And Noah goes, sorry, son. I didn't know he could do that. <laughs> it's your turn, Joseph. Great. If this, if this goes poorly, I'm going to be very embarrassed. But <laughs> Joseph looks at Noah and goes, I can do this too. And he's now going to try and beat the crap out of his kid. <laughs> so I'm going to do unarmed strike against uh, Shem. That's a 28 to hit. 28 hits. Six damage. Okay. Second one, 25 to hit. That's better. That's 12 damage. So your first punch sails uh, across the shoulder but your second one you do a an elbow strike right in the jaw and like a tooth shoots across the room is that a projectile (laughs) (laughs) yes but it's not near you it's going okay already going away from you okay is you can't handle the tooth (laughs) (laughs) that was so quick it was like you were waiting for it yeah that was good is shem still standing shem is still standing but Barely. Okay, then I will do a bonus attack. I'll do unarmed strike. 21 to hit. 21 hits. Seven damage. Please describe what it's like when you attack Shem and lay him out. So I kind of shoot like one more look towards Noah before uh, Joseph leans back, pulls the left hand back for a punch, but at the last minute actually swings around and elbows his son right in the face with his uh right elbow as he finishes a spin so like a like a like a, like a fake ballerina out. yes exactly so the cape flows over the body Ex- exactly exactly you know what's going on so with the first elbow knocking out a tooth the second elbow you hear the crunch as he collapses to the ground and your beautiful coat flows over and that's your turn Yafet is going to take a shot at Tamar. Wow. And pings off of your armor again. Uh, yeah, all right. These are the two best weapons in the game, and they and they keep missing. And Eshet Yafet is going to take a, a, an attack at Joseph at disadvantage because of the coat of many colors. And 11 does not do it, which brings us to Isaac once again. 
All right, guys. I think that it's time for me to use my Hail Mary, which, because it's Moses' staff, is a Hail Moses. And I am going to use the feature of my staff of Moses called Miracles and Wonders. I got to use all 10 charges. Wonder of wonders. This might be this might be the end of my relationship with Moses' staff. But okay. um, it'll be we worth can get it. Isaac's, it's we can get Aaron's staff, which is actually way more powerful. That'll be the next campaign. Like going <laughs> off for Aaron's staff. Okay. So what do I do? You communicate with God and make a request. All right. So I fall to my knees and I say, God, I've known you a long time. We had that whole incident where you told my dad to kill me. And just, I want to remind you in this moment of that. And I want to make a request of you. Do I roll before I make the request or make the request make before the I request roll? and then roll and keep in mind the wording of this request may also affect how it is granted. Yes. I want God. Oh, it's like genie level accuracy. <laughs> well, if, if I roll a natural 20, God has to do what I say. If I roll a natural one. Oh, God, is that how it works? God doesn't respond. And if I roll anywhere in the middle, God does whatever God wants. Yep. Okay. This is all true. Okay. So God, I, I want to remind you one more time about how you told my dad to kill me. And then I want to make a request that you go all Korach on these fools and open up the mouth of the earth and swallow them. Your request is to go Korach on these fools and open the earth and swallow them. Isaac, can you please? Swallow these bad guys. Swallow. Thank you. The fools in this case are very clearly Noah, his family, and Lilith. I had that compass before. You don't think he'd count me as a fool? <laughs> okay. Okay. So whenever you are ready, roll a 20-sided die. Okay, guys. Roll this well. I need everybody to pray. Wait, wait. Yeah. Do any of us have any magic that we can help with the roll? Um, I would. If one of you wants to sacrifice your action, and Joseph, you cannot. You've already gone. You can give him the help action by praying with him. And what will that do? You would roll this with advantage. All right. I'm going to sacrifice my action to help Isaac over there. You will pray. Oh, thanks, Rafav. All right. Roll two 20-sided die. Okay. 15. Okay. You got one more shot at this. Big money. Do it. You can do it. Go at me. 16. On a 16. You offer this request to simply, essentially, end the battle and destroy everyone in it. What happens is the room rumbles. You feel an earthquake as the entire mountain seems to lurch under your feet. And you hear the voice of God saying to you, Isaac, life is not that easy but I will do my best to make it easier on you. And it does not seem to affect the five of you, but everyone else falls prone. And you also get a sense that whatever magic Eshet Noach was doing is now gone. And 
Isaac now has the idea for the title of his memoir. It's going to be, it is not that easy. <laughs> um, and Lilith is next and she gets up, she uses her movement to get up and she's going to full on attack for the first time. I getting tried guys. I tried. Getting, she is going to attack Isaac. She's going to take two swipes at you with her long swords. The first one is a 14. So that one hits. 17 damage and a miss. So shoot, 17 damage and then click against your armor. Tamar, she's going to attack you twice with long swords. So these are two arms swing swords at Isaac, two arms swing swords at Tamar. Her first attack is a 21. She does nine damage to you, Tamar. The second attack at Tamar another 13 damage. So total of oh my goodness. damage. So two arms with swords attack Isaac, two attack Tamar, two attack Rahav. First one is an 18 that hits. I'm going to use my uncanny dodge. Um, so she does 18 damage halved to nine with uncanny dodge. And her second attack on you is a nat one. And Jonah, she swipes at you with her tail. 23 to attack so that hits Ugh. 19 damage and um and you are grappled you are restrained um, man and she goes that's woman and, <laughs> and it's Rob's. but i used my attack already oh right okay thank you for being honest i would have totally forgotten tamar all right so Lilith has just done significant damage to me, correct? Correct. Because she has gotten up. So I'm going to hit her back. Can I use Searing Smite on her? Yeah. So what Searing Smite does is that the next time you hit her, then the attack does extra damage. So let's do that. Searing Smite. Ooh, 31. Yeah, 31 hits. And reminder, you can add, you can also add. Divine Smite. You can also add Divine Smite. Seven Divine Smite, 14. 14 for a total of 34 damage. You rip through uh, part of her torso and you hear again like this light come from your from your sword. The light has like sound to it as the halberd cuts through her. And it also burns through her with your searing smite as well. Wonderful. And for your second attack. Ooh. All right. Attack. Ooh, 30. 30 hits. Damage of 14. And then you want to use the butt of the halberd? Sure. 22. Two hits. Six. Six more damage. Okay. For those of you counting at home, Tamar has just hit Lilith with two halberd strikes of the blade and one of the butt of the halberd doing a total of 73 points of damage. Nice. Ooh, boy. And Lilith is still standing. Oh! 73 points of damage. She is screaming, but she is still up. Um, She still have all six arms. She still has all six arms. And she's um, still holding me. And she's still holding you. Oh my gosh. And Ham is going to take a swing at you tomorrow with his trident. 
18 does not break your armor class, uh, takes it again, and rolls a nat one. So misses you twice with both of his trident attacks. But Eshetham is going to attack Joseph with her trident attacks. Again, with disadvantage, the first one misses, so I don't need to roll the second. And for her second attack, at disadvantage, also misses. So she's like jabbing at you with the trident, and you're just like, whoo, dance out of the way, whoo, dance out of the way. Uh, Again, (laughs) again, I'm just going with this deadly ballerina motif. Um, (laughs) You look good doing it. I'm glad we're all understanding what Joseph's priorities are. Yes. (laughs) All right. Jonah, what can you do that I can foil this round? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) All these things that keep getting shot down. Well, I am still being withheld, which is going to be a huge problem for me already. My first question is, how am I being restrained? Like, what is available? What's not available? Her tail is, is wrapped around you. Around my waist and my arms are free? You can move your hands. You couldn't like use a weapon strike, but you can like wiggle your fingers enough to do to do somatic motions. Um, yeah, let's do this. I am going to cast Misty Step to teleport out of her clutches. Yeah. So it's only verbal. So I mutter some words under my breath with all this fighting going on. And I'm briefly surrounded by this silvery mist of smoke. And I teleport out of her arms about halfway up the aisle, closer to Noah and his wife. Behind the pew. Let's hide from them for now. That was your bonus action. You still have an action. All right, cool. So I shoot my crossbow at Yafet. Okay. 18 to hit. 18 hits. Seven damage. Plus a d6. This is a dragon wing crossbow, and you get, in addition to the D8, you also get D6 of damage of whatever, really whatever type you choose. Cold, fire, acid, lightning, necrotic, poison, psychic, radiant, or thunder. I'll stick with this god theme going on. I'm going to do a lightning one. So the after effect of this, like, (laughs) three. So total of 10 damage to Yafet. So you shoot the crossbow and then you see this like electrical charge follow the bolt yeah. as you do 10 damage to Yafet. Yeah. Are you moving? Nope. I'm just going to crouch behind this pew. Okay, Barty. Okay. Eshet Noah, she reaches her hands up into the air and right around here, a kind of dark, misty, glowing mace appears and it moves towards Jonah and and attacks you. And yeah, on a dirty 20, that'll hit Hmm. two damage. Noah is going to come running down here. He's going to hop over this bonus action. He's going to come up a little bit more. He's going to waste a bonus action just for the chance to take a swing at you with his scimitar. A 15. Well, all right. No, not all Uh, right. 11 damage. But that's all he can do, and now he's standing right next to you. Um, Joseph, it's you. You've already defeated two enemies. Yep, and I'm ready for number three. All right. Am I in melee range of them, and if I move, that would provoke an attack of opportunity? Yes. Okay, great. So I'm just going to beat the stuff out of them then. Good luck. I don't know that I need luck, but thank you. Here we go. 
I'm going to start with an unarmed strike. 25 to hit. 25 hits. I do six bludgeoning damage, but because I hit, I'm going to spend a superiority die to add that total to the damage roll. Yeah. Okay, rolled a three. And I'm attempting to do trip attack. So they must use a strength saving throw. Nat one, they are down. Yes. And I'm going to say they're going to take falling damage for that. It's not a lot. They're going to take two falling damage. But she's prone which means you attack at advantage. Great. So I can do a second unarmed strike, a bonus necrotic attack thing. Hand of harm. Yes. And then my flurry thingy. You could. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm going to do that. Okay. 22 to hit. 22 hits. I do eight bludgeoning damage. Now you can flurry those if you want. Yes, I would like to do that. 21. 21 hits. 10 damage. Okay, and then the second flurry? Seven damage. Ethan, please describe what it looks like when Joseph lays out Eshet Ham. Oh, I, I did it in one in one go? Well, in four goes, but yes. Okay, but in one turn. In one turn, yeah, four attacks. Bam, okay. bam, 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 bam. So Joseph does a you know a leg sweep. So Eshet falls over, and then it's it's just like almost moving so quickly that your eyes can't see and you don't know what is Joseph moving quickly and what is a distortion from the coat, but there's this flurry of color and light and sound. And when Joseph kind of stands back up for a second, he takes a big breath in and an exhale. Very nice. Centers himself. And you still have movement if you wanted to get closer to an enemy for your next round. I'd love to. Yeah, I'm going to get up to Noah. That's easy for your movement. Wonderful. All right. So Yafet and Eshet Yafet are both going to take shots at Joseph because they are not happy that they keep missing. And guess what? They keep missing. Mm. Um, the ironic thing is Joseph would like them to hit. Yeah, they're they're missing badly. And, and it's embarrassing. And it's Isaac's turn. Okay, great. I would like to attack Lilith. That seems like she's closest to me. I've got these firebolts. A firebolt's a cantrip, so which means it's no spell slots. Okay, so let's cast this firebolt. Okay. It's a 16 to hit. He does not hit Lilith. That brings us to Lilith, who is going to do what she did last time. She's The three people who are around her... She's going to attack twice each. Can I use defensive duelist? Yes. We'll see if she hits. If she hits, you say defensive duelist, and I'll let you know if adding five to your AC was enough. But the first one is an attack at uh, Tamar, and she misses. Just pings off of your armor. Second one is an attack at Tamar and hits, rolling a 26, doing doing 11 damage. Yeah, the next two, she's going to attack Isaac. 21 will hit for 14 points of damage to Isaac. Then an 18 will also hit Isaac for 17. And then she's attacking Rahav twice. The first one is a 15, which misses. The second is a nat one that misses. So yes, you could have defensive dueled, but 
You don't need to. But I don't need to. I can save my energy. You can save your energy, and it is Tamar's turn. Okay, we're still trying to kill this she-beast? You tell me. You're in charge of this narrative. We don't seem to be having a lot of luck in killing her. Do we have other options? You are hurting (laughs) her. She is badly hurt. She's just really tough. She's like the big bad. Like, it's going to take a bit. So, yeah. Finish her. So what can I do to enhance my next hit with the Albert? Really, it's all about the divine smite and using the attacks to keep it going. You, yeah, like, the last one was great. The last one, what you did last time was yeah. terrific. Okay, let's do it. All right. And you, I hit 28 with the Albert. 28 hits. 17. 17 damage. That's, that's the most you could do. And then with Searing Smite, there is a chance. Searing Smite damage, nine. Did you want to add your own smite? Sure. Where's my improved divine smite? There we go. All right. Um, Steering smite's damage was nine. The improved divine smite was was five. One more. You have one more attack. Can I do all of those things again? No. Okay. So I'm just going to hit her again with the halberd. Okay. 19. 19. It's don't bother rolling damage. Describe what it looks like as your two attacks defeat Lilith. Ah, yes. (laughs) She had one hit point left. I take my halberd to Lilith's throat and I rear back and I swing really hard and I chop off her head. Yes. And I have been waiting for the entire game to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Lilith's head rolls to the ground and you pick it up and hold it aloft toward Noah and his family. And Noah looks at you and he looks at his family and he sees his family down on the ground and he drops his scimitar and he and his family drop to one knee. And Noah says, I lass. We know when it's too much for us. As they kneel on the ground, Tamar, you throw the head at Noah's feet and you all wipe your weapons off and make your way up to the dais where the Helping Friendly book sits on the podium. Question. If my weapons are my hands, do I get to wipe my hands on someone? Yes. (laughs) Great. Yes. As you walk up to the dais and you... You look at the Helping Friendly book and you realize that it is not a folded pages book, but a scroll. Oh, really? It is a large scroll written in an ancient language that, though you don't quite understand it perfectly. Well, I have a spell that can help with that. You do have a spell. (laughs) You see this scroll and, and as you read through it, you see not just the stories of the people who came before you and who came after you, but you see yourselves in this book and you realize that this is your story and not only your story, but everyone's story. And that with this book and the instructions within it, you can save the world, not just through magic, not just through your great skills with your weapons and with your abilities, but through teaching and through showing people the correct path that the Helping Friendly book helps illustrate. You have found the Torah and you've realized that it is the tree of life 
and it is a life that you hope to spread throughout the land from now until the end of time. I'm so glad we got there via decapitation. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, we had to have somebody, wait, wait, right? a demon to do that? This concludes the one shot of biblical proportion. Thank you all. I just want to say I'm excited to be able to add beheading she-demons to my resume <laughs> my rabbinic skills. I, I absolutely hope that it is on your resume and then I get to see that <laughs> resume someday. I think all the rabbis are going to have to prepare themselves for the question of like, okay, well, how do we raise a serpent demon? What's Where's the text for this? Right. this I think, to be fair, that's sort of my area of expertise. <laughs> <laughs> the, that's the sod within the text that when mm-hmm. used for good, it could be, it could be great. And when used for evil, it could summon demons. That's awesome. That was a lot of fun. Do you guys Thank enjoy you. it? Is that good? Thank you, RDY. Thank you, RDY. Yes, thank you, RDY. So much. (laughs) Well, I hope everybody's enjoyed this special episode of uh, Taurus Smash. Before we officially close, do you each want to shout out like your social handles? Yeah. Sure. I'm at Rabbi LRB. I'm at Rabbi Issa, R-A-B-B-I-I-S-A on all the socials I want you to find me on. I am at Fixler and at Golem underscore museum. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much. Big thank you to my co-hosts, Barack and Ethan, for an amazing first year. And a super big thank you to our guests, uh, Rabbi Leah Berkowitz, Rabbi Elisa Coppell, and Rabbi Josh Fixler. Thank you. I'm looking forward to continuing this adventure next year on our two-year anniversary. All right. You didn't realize that you were signing up for see you in a year. <laughs> so as RDY said, that will conclude this Taurus Smash anniversary special. Our fiscal sponsor is Jewish Creativity International. Our theme music was created by Sean Fogel. You can check out Sean's bands and studio work at www.thesleepywest.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to rate and review us wherever you listen. It helps others find us and is an excellent way to support the podcast. We want to hear from you and continue today's nerdy adventure. Go to torahsmash.com to find where to connect with us online, purchase swag from our store, support us with a donation, find previous episodes, and more. And some Torah text can be interpreted to teach us that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So roll a dexterity save because the beholder is firing a disintegration ray at you. This only took me four months to plan, so <laughs> I've got time. Well, I want to use the correct name for ship parts. Because we'll know. So we're talking like four. One of your aft. dozens of listeners will know. That is exactly correct. I okay. thought I was more powerful than this, buddy. Uh, no, no, I'm still going to take it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on board with all of these dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying she to picture what an nice. old guy licking his staff looking cool is, <laughs> and I can't. Yeah, uh, the folks, way you please sign up for our Patreon if you'd like to see Josh lick a staff. <laughs> well, I cannot make recommendations as a completely neutral dungeon master, but yes, yes, yes. I'm looking for my divine smite. Okay, yes, because that's how we roll. <laughs>